Hey everyone, you're listening to PR Hangover, a bi-weekly PR recap and talk show brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter and hosted by me, Callie Darcy. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. Awesome. So I'm here today with... Alex Fonseca. And Delaney McCary. And you guys are both Grand Valley students. Yep. And PRSSA members. Yes. And we just got done listening to Kelly Rossman McKinney from Truscott Rossman talk to us about PR crisis management. Yep. What do you guys, what, how did that go for you? I thought it was really great. I mean, um, especially because I didn't know that she was self-started. You know, when she talked about her opening her own agency, I thought that was very cool. So, and also it was really funny. So that was easy to pay attention to and engage. So it was really cool. Um, I personally enjoyed it because I um, am really interested in political science and that's something that she's super passionate about as well and has knowledge in and um, seeing a woman in the field is really impressive and she's very successful and one of my favorite things that she said throughout the entire thing, it really stuck with me. Um, She said when I was your age there wasn't women like me in this field and she talked about her story of like kind of coming from the bottom and rising to the top and now she has her own driver and stuff yeah. like that and just <laughs> slays the game. So that personally resonated with me. Yeah, I think hearing that she never actually took a PR class in her life yeah. was kind of interesting because you think about how enforced majors are on everyone. Like you have to pick a major and you have to stick with it because yeah. that's what you're going to be doing. Whereas, and she even mentioned like don't go out and get a master's in PR until you go out in the real world. Yeah, I thought I was actually planning on doing after college. I'm like, oh, yeah, me too. oh <laughs> that's so good that now at least you know. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that there was like her presence and her energy was something you can tell by someone who's so passionate. Like, I do yeah. not think that someone who has to now well be driven, but go to Detroit, you know, right now has that, you know, would have the same amount of energy at 9 p.m. with her bunch of kids unless they loved their job. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, it really showed through like the story she told about like the work she did um, going off of her not having a PR degree. She explained how she did that campaign for um, the vaccine when they were merging um, to a privately owned company, I believe, or yeah. a publicly owned company. And she went out and got the vaccine herself because the vaccine received so much criticism. She wanted to experience it herself and the one thing that she talked about was like the credibility and like your content and who's actually telling this message. And so I thought it was awesome that she was that passionate to go get this vaccine that might have like had the potential to be risky for her just so she could be the right person delivering the right message to her tar- target audience. I feel like I'm not sure if I see that with many people. Like yeah. I don't know if people would go out and you know get even I don't get the flu shot like I don't and you know I don't know if I would I guess I'm not in the predicament but I don't know if I would feel the need to get the flu shot to say get the flu shot you know I guess it comes like it's definitely sticking by like your morals yeah not only that it's just very inspiring too especially for us because we're going into the field Mm -hmm. but just in general to see people who are so passionate and like they really love what they're doing I just think that that's kind of amazing yeah I definitely think that just from the examples that she had shown like I It makes you kind of either really love the idea of crisis management or like really scared of it and I think that that's like like two different people definitely because I feel like I get I get really excited at the idea but then she's like oh but then people also die and then I have to worry about like 
people like my like people dying from products and how to like deal with that and it's like that's real like and I know we talked um at the last meeting Stephanie Rice mentioned how like you know sometimes like in automotive like that's where a lot of accidents happen like people die from accidents and I feel like PR's just gotten really real in the past like month (laughs) yeah exactly and I've always been interested in crisis communication um me and her being similar both enjoying politics Mm -hmm. and Crisis communication is something that I've always been interested in, um, but hearing her actual story and like realizing that like not everything regarding PR is ta- taught in the classroom, like the way she handled those circumstances so gracefully is something that can't be taught in the classroom, and her passion obviously can't be taught in the classroom. Oh, so. she never really took classes. Yeah, though, is exactly. She yeah, exactly. she's just a person who is passionate. Like, <laughs> yeah. she doesn't know how to be. A, she's not like she didn't go to be a teacher or go to yeah. be in PR. She went to just go be, yeah, a human who does things for other humans and does yeah. it well. And I feel like it definitely takes the pressure off of students in a way too, because I think that first when you go into college, you need to figure out where you're going to and what you're doing, and as you enter and. I'm a senior, for example, so mm-hmm. it's trying to start applying to jobs or mm-hmm. figure out like who you're gonna work for or not. And I think for her to come out and say that she never really took classes and she just decided to open her own agency and go with it, and she's definitely like a success story, you know. Yeah. So I think that's kind of amazing too, and I don't know, it's important for students to hear that stuff too. Mm-hmm. That it works out if you really focus on what you want to do. So. Yeah, I think that. Um, even when she was talking about like how to like get a job mm-hmm. it yeah. was it was it's a way to stand out I feel like you hear that all the time from professors yeah. and I feel like you you know you want to say like oh obviously you just have to stand out but then it's so much harder to stand out when everything else is telling you kind of stick to status quo you know yeah. just have the have your cover letter it tells what it tells like, like there's templates for it like there's so many templates you're like maybe I should just stick with the template I just fill the blanks basically and yeah I think that's something that I, I think students definitely struggle with is knowing like how out there is, is too out there or if there, like, is there too out there? Like recently yeah. I saw someone uh, like dressed up like a donut delivery guy <laughs> and went in with, with these donuts and then you pick up the box and it said like, it was like about like hiring him. Like yeah. I would like imagine what I could do for you or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and that got such like news on like ad week and like all these things. And I was like, but did he like, did he get the job? Like I would like, cause if so, like that's incredible. Yeah. And how do you think of that? Like those things? Yeah. yeah. And I liked um, when she talked about like asking questions and being curious, I'm naturally a nosy person. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I think in PR was, you like, have to be. <laughs> yeah. That was really reassuring to me. And, um, it just shows that like your the, your employers are human beings too, and you have to spark their interest and like be a little more creative and take a little bit more risks, and that's okay to do, even if you're just starting out. Like if you're showing that you want to be there, you want to like you're curious on what they do, you're curious like you want to ask questions and you want to learn from it. Um, that's something that's re- really reassuring because sometimes I question my skills in PR. Um, just because I'm still working on them, but I'm very curious and nosy, so I think that's something that I don't have to work on, so hopefully that'll help me in the future. Yeah, I think something that I've realized, I'm also a senior, so something I've kind of realized in, like, this past, like, couple months is that people are often, like, kind of suppressing who, like, their personality, and I yeah. think that, like, when you're in social settings, like, group settings, especially, like, like work group settings, there's, like, a 
a feeling of needing to kind of like close yourself off from like sharing opinions or sharing ideas or you know questioning someone's opinions or ideas and I and I feel like people want people who are going to question like ideas because that's how like good ideas are made and it's I think people just as students especially have this fear of failing yeah. and I think that I mean I, I do too like it's not that I don't fear failing but I think that there's a time and a place to fail and we really don't have that much time and place left of failing and I think I wish I had started failing more mm -hmm. like yeah. you know what I mean and I think that like there's a, like just watching how Kelly like talked about like bringing herself up and having to like she didn't she's like I get paid a lot now but before like for the first like a couple of years there's like a lot of years I feel like she said like she didn't get paid a lot like she didn't make a lot like she had to work for it and I feel like that's that comes with like thinking that you're failing when you're actually you're, it's just stepping stones yeah. and she um also talked about how she interviewed for that PR firm in Lansing three different times and wasn't hired at all yeah and that's something too that I feel like you said students are so afraid of failing but like most of like she specializes in crisis communication but like a lot of the things that she was saying was like kind of put yourself out there and like take a risk and just keep trying at it and I mean, she's obviously a success story, so that's like reassuring for students that it's okay to fail and just get back up and try it again. So. Well, she actually said, and I tweeted. <laughs> <laughs> Good <laughs> notes. <laughs> Anything you set your mind to, you can succeed. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing too, you know, because I don't think you have to put yourself in like this shape that you're not really into. And I mean, if you're if you're yourself and you believe in yourself and you do whatever you want to do. I feel like you end up finding a place for yourself, you know? And so that's what I thought was a big message of her presence here, you know? Yeah. You should believe in yourself and go after the things you actually want, you know? So I think it'll be all right as long as you follow that and follow who you are, so. Yeah, I know that as I start like applying for colleges, I keep joking, I'm like, oh, just another rejection that I got, you know, like more companies and it's like, after a while you start to think like, well, maybe I did something wrong, like maybe whatever, but then hearing someone like Kelly actually discuss like well, she didn't get a job after she interviewed three different times for the same company and like but now look at her like everything happens for this reason and I think that like you have to fail to know like how far you can go yeah, yeah exactly. another thing that we talked about was oath the own yeah. own it apologize and fix yeah. it mm -hmm. and I and I'm so curious about what you guys think about just because someone apologizes is that like yeah. like they can own it and they can apologize, but like, is that, like, is that really like, do you think like, I think in a general layout it works, but I don't think that companies are really good at apologizing. Yeah. No, not really. I think they, they either focus a lot in just one of these, you know, mm -hmm. not all of them at the same time. So companies will fo focus on the fixing it, but not really coming out and saying, hey, we did yeah. this wrong and apologizing for it. And I don't think that there's, I mean, it's important to fix things, you know, but I'm thinking that in a company, all three of them would work better if you own whatever you did wrong and you apologize for it and then work to fix that. So I guess it's all a combination of all of them. Um, one of the uh, cases she talked about, which I thought was really cool, I'm, I don't know anything about sports. <laughs> I'm not a huge <laughs> sports fan, but um, the Aaron Hernandez case, the mm. murder case. Yeah, where he killed somebody. Yeah, <laughs> where she talked about how... Um, Murder's not funny, also. Yeah. <laughs> We're laughing out of nervousness. Yeah, the Patriots, like, um, had their fans return the jerseys um, just because they didn't want to connect 
Aaron Hernandez anymore to their brand, and I saw that kind of hitting all three points in a very creative way, like returning your jersey. The Patriots said, if you return your jersey, we'll give you any jersey you want with any player that you want on it. Um, and I feel like that's like owning up to the fact that like, hey, you know, like it happened. Um, we recognized it happened. He was our player at one time, but like, and it's a, an apology. Like, you know, we're being sincere about it. We want to do something. We don't want to con connect his name with our brand. And they're fixing it by promoting other players that may do better things and promoting their name as well um, with players that have a good reputation and a good name for that. Yeah. So I thought that was a really cool case. And I, like I said, I don't know anything about sports, but I was like, wow, that's pretty creative. Yeah. I think that actions speak louder than words in terms of the apology. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like anytime I've heard, like, a CEO come out and say, like, yeah. oh, like, we're so sorry this happened. Like, someone hacked our account or, like, that person's been fired. Like, great. Like, okay, they got fired, but, like, yeah. it, like is getting fired, like, I don't know if that's even, like, the best, like, less, like, yeah. they got reprimanded. That I feel like they're going to be more angry at, like, the company versus, like, learning a lesson. Yeah, not, well, she didn't really go through the video of Domino's, mm -hmm. but we actually just talked about that in our crisis management class about two weeks ago, I think. And that was the CEO um, wearing the company shirt, the mm -hmm. same one that the employers wear mm -hmm. at one of the like branches of the company, you know? So that tells a lot about the company and how they run things. And not only those two people got fired, but they actually got arrested for two years. Yeah, that's so, good. And they came out and talked about it. They were very open about everything too. So I think that's also important Yeah. For companies is just to be very clear about everything and transparent, I guess, about yeah. what's going on. So. But do you think that CEO is typically at the branches wearing the polo, though? Yeah. Like, I think that may have been a little bit staged to seem a little bit more. And which is, I mean, which isn't a negative because, like, yeah. they're doing their job. Like, they're, they're making it, like, believable and, like, down to earth and not stuffy like the, um, the FedEx one. Yeah. yeah, but I think even with that, he could have just been in his office in a mm -hmm. suit, you know? Yeah. And I feel like it counts for just the attempt of maybe, you know? Yeah, and that's, that yeah, I think that you put effort. To do something. Yeah. yeah, the effort counts, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get an A for effort, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that we, I can only say, like, oh, was it staged? I'm only being cynical because I, being in, like, PR, you, I mean, th honestly, like, you think yeah. about those things. But yeah. anyone else, yeah. like, yeah. is going to say, oh, like, that's a good effort versus someone who's just, sitting there like and he like he's his, his like body language was very good too in the dominoes yeah, you can see that it was very really open and like and yeah. Yeah. yeah and the way she like she kind of went into a little bit of analyzing that case too um specifically like down to the specifics of who's saying the message um what public they're saying it to like what group they're saying it to and having a representative that they can recognize with which i thought was really cool like that's such like a PR brain thing to think and like to have such specific details in crisis management um, shows more sincerity on like the PR people know that it's more sincere yeah. um, that way, but maybe the group doesn't know that that's happening, but I still think it's really cool. And like, it's really, I was impressed that like she analyzed that and broke it down and showed like the specifics behind crisis communication and crisis management. Yeah, I definitely think that like what she what she showed was more than textbook exactly yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah but I definitely also think that like you don't know crisis PR until you are 100% yeah, exactly. in crisis PR exactly. yeah even just like 
running like I like I think that's how it is for a lot of like anything in APR is like you don't know it until until you do it you didn't learn from a book like the steps it doesn't mean you're going to do the steps it doesn't mean your company's going to do the steps you know well I mean the whole thing you know that just happened a few maybe two weeks ago or last week I don't know with Trump talking about the Skittles you know Mm, yeah so I mean you never really know what's going to happen until something like that happens and then you got to deal with it so I guess it's Especially if you're just like an innocent bystander and you just get thrown into something like that, you're yeah. like, oh, awkward. Um, I guess I have to handle this now. But yeah. yeah, it's an interesting concept and she was very real about everything and I think it's almost better that she didn't have a PR degree because she's kind of from the outside looking in. Yeah, you can tell she really learned yeah, from doing yeah. things. You know? yeah. yeah, she learned from actually trying it out and doing it and became like super successful which is awesome yeah I definitely also think like I was thinking about when um Super Bowl when Beyonce performed and then Red Lobster got mentioned and then they didn't respond for a a period of time it wasn't a negative mention it was a positive mention Mm -hmm. but then they they didn't respond for like a day and then the response was mediocre at best to this like Beyonce like used you in a song during the Super Bowl as the first time like she's performing Mm -hmm. this song and you Waited, and I think like that, and that kind of created crisis. Like, like their inability to like act created uproar. People are like, this is like, like people were like really kind of upset, saying like, oh, like this is the response. Like Beyonce just mentioned you. Like you waited so long. Like this is like, yeah, like you're so it's so lackluster. Like, and I feel like companies, like I do see like companies sometimes like put themselves in like these little corners. They miss the opportunity basically. Yeah. Yeah. With the whole Skittles thing too, I think the CEO emailed newspaper about it and it was very like short and honest and transparent and he said that he did not want to turn that into like an advertising Mm -hmm. campaign type of thing you know so they kind of got the bad end of it and then turned it into something good so I think that's also where companies can have good opportunities you know coming from bad situations yeah, I think Tic Tac also had one where yeah. something Trump said, something like, but like yeah. grab a Tic Tac and <laughs> grab her, I don't know, something inappropriate, yeah. but involving Tic Tac. And I think Tic Tac came out and was like, don't do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> that, that's not <laughs> what Tic Tac, like, like, like we say clean mouth, not like a clean life or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But if not, they should use that. I <laughs> trademarked that though. That's funny. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think that like, especially in times like this, like, I think, I feel like there's two different types of crisis. There's like the crisis of the product failing, which yeah. you can't see, but if it's something like a drug, there's side effects. Like, and you know there's going to be side effects, so there's always like a kind of a risk. Or like with cars, like cars are big contraptions of gasoline and fire and things that happen, and they could explode. Yeah. But like, you know, if like if like someone negative mentions you, or like something happens like that, or like someone tweets from your account about Obama's grandma dying, <laughs> like again, murder's not, not funny, funny yeah. death is not funny. <laughs> nervous laughter but you know it has this kind of like there's one I feel like that you can be more prepared for and one that like take like they take two different kinds of good PR people yeah and as you said too it takes some quick action Mm -hmm. so I think it's important to have that in mind too you know and I feel like that's something that people in PR in crisis management might struggle with because trying to act quickly you know you might not do things yeah you don't have a lot of time to think about what you're yeah. gonna do you know kind of like the um, kitchen aid yeah eight yeah. minutes later you know yeah eight, eight minutes, minutes is yeah, it's not a long time so yeah. and that's like and that's like corporate like that's a huge corporate who doesn't really like 
Like, I don't think KitchenAid has, like, a huge social presence, yeah. you know? Like, it's yeah. not, they're not, like, Denny's or something where, like, people, <laughs> always, like, know all about them. But, um, but then I were, like, you know, eight minutes, though, in terms of how long a tweet's alive, that's a pretty long time. Yeah. yeah. And in terms of, like, how quickly, so, like, she, like, she said at the beginning, like, yeah. yeah, like, like, the, the life is 15 minutes online, but it's forever in a screenshot. Mm-hmm. Like, it could go on from Twitter to Facebook to Instagram to anything. Like, it can it can jump, and then people can share, and they can, you know, that's also how things kind of get twisted. So imagine if that screenshot, without the apology at all, was yeah. was out, surf, like, scrolling around Facebook. You know, Facebook was always like, like, share this, and then block KitchenAid forever, and never use them, because look at what they tweet, you know, things like that. And yeah. it, things can, like, being off-platform can get out of control. And not only that, I feel like people can manage to bring things from yeah. way back then, too, until now. So it's definitely something that you need to keep an eye on. I yeah. Guess, you know, and not, it's just not that moment, but after that, you kind of have to manage and be prepared for things like that coming back. You know, I mean, we see a lot of that in politics. Yeah. With, like, people bringing up stuff from when the candidates were in college or something like that, you know. Yeah. So definitely you need to be prepared to, like, look back at whatever you've done in the past and kind of manage it now. So, yeah. There was a really good question um, asked in the meeting about, if people come to her firm when um, a crisis has already happened or is taking place, and I mean, I'm gonna paraphrase this because yeah. I think I can say some of this on the radio or on the podcast. She but did a lot of swearing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but she's kind of my spirit animal, sorry. It was, it was a funny and like relatable um, presentation, but she said uh, when things hit the fan, you have to unplug. <laughs> things yes. in quotes. <laughs> when things hit the fan, you have to, it's time to unplug the fan and like grab soap and water and start cleaning it up. And I thought that was like a really cool um, way of saying like, you just have to keep going. Like whether it's like something, a crisis that you could foresee happening or something that's happening right now. Um, crisis communication, the thing that she kept reiterating was that it's constant, it's always moving, like, it's not gonna slow down for you, like, especially with the expansion of social media, when you talked about, like, the tweets and, like, not responding, that's something that happens right then and there, and it's always moving, and you can't do anything about it, like, it's always constant, and that's one thing she reiterated, is public relations is constant, and it's not gonna slow down. So I thought that was really cool, whether it's a crisis that's happening now, or something you can foresee in the future, so. Yeah, I think that the idea of just unplugging the fan and going to work to clean is a really good metaphor for just like you like you can't fix it like like you can't take back what happened yeah so there's no so like it doesn't do any good to say i like that didn't happen like it did happen (laughs) like talk about how how it grows and i think both like even just both political candidates have had things like surface from the past that they're like either where like one of them has come out and said like yep i did say that i'm really sorry like this is happening whatever the other one just denied it and then it was brought back up in physical form. Yeah, which is so stupid because I feel like once it's out there and it's on TV and all yeah. of that, even if it didn't happen, it kind of happened, you know? So yeah. there's yeah. no way you can just say, oh, it didn't happen, and you think that people are just going to forget about it, yeah. you know? Um, I think that the main thing to do is just, like yeah. what you said, you know, own it, apologize, and try to fix it. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely, I appreciate when a company come out can come out and say, like, oh, like, you know, we did this, and we messed up, and this is how we learned from it, and this is how we're going to grow. And, like, if they can, like, lay out, like, this is, like, 
like that was immature this or that was not right or, or whatever like even just there's many ways that I can see different companies kind of fighting against possibly having bad PR or having bad PR in the past and then acting in a, in a good way that kind of says like I, like we know we did this but look at how we learned and we did this other thing instead that's very counteractive to the negative thing we did yeah not only that I feel like it makes them look even better than mm -hmm. before when they can like successfully apologize and fix things you know I mean I had Amazon not deliver my stuff you know but yeah. because of their customer service and the fact that they would send me and not charge me or give me my money back you know it's the fact that i was like oh i love amazon and buying stuff there so yeah and then you're gonna you're gonna go on social media and say i had this great experience with amazon yeah. who just did xyz and that's killer for them mm -hmm. like that's amazing like whenever i have good experience with mostly like shipping stuff like when i don't get something or like if, if something happens whatever it's from different like like state and then i work with the customer service person and it, it's a great experience i'm immediately on social media saying like so-and-so had great service like i will keep using them despite like yeah. the negative thing that happened which you probably wouldn't do if you got your product in, yeah. in time you know i mean it would have been great but at the same time it kind of like highlights how good they actually are yeah from managing whatever bad things happen so yeah definitely yeah and it's kind of like the concept like all all press is good press um but like that's a questionable thing but yeah like <laughs> we said it's since like the bad thing didn't happen if the bad thing didn't happen you might have not gone on social media to talk about it um which is like the whole thing behind crisis communication especially for people of our generation since we're constantly moving on social media crisis communication is a big deal whether it's a murder case like a patriot <laughs> murder case or it's um you didn't get a package from amazon like that is crisis communication it's constant it needs to be considered crisis communication for your business to stay afloat and pleasing their customers and successful and keeping that brand reputation up so yeah i think like sometimes like you just even like hit like you just totally nailed it like it doesn't have to be a huge crisis to be a crisis like someone could just be displeased with something and call customer service that's still a crisis mm -hmm. like to them yeah. to that person they bought something and it's not working or there's a scratch or something happened like that's a crisis and that's something that needs to be granted crisis may be like an overstatement at that point but you know in terms of like what we call it it's something to work on something you need to like divulge into and solve and fix and apologize and yeah. move on i mean kind of like going with amazon I guess. yeah <laughs> it's kind of like when you look at a product and there's 500 good reviews in it but it's like the five bad reviews that make you really think mm -hmm. oh like should i really get this because it came broken to this person you know what if it happens to me so yeah i think that i don't know it's kind of like the GPA factor, you know, when it's good, it just goes up a little bit, but when it's bad, it goes down. Yeah, really yeah. Bad. it takes so one thing just to make it sink. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Exactly. Do you guys have anything else you want to say about the meeting that we just encountered? I feel like we're all in like a PR high currently. <laughs> I just think she's, it was such a great presentation and it was really relatable, so I really enjoyed that. So come yeah. to PRSSA more often. <laughs> you didn't come to Sunset. Yeah, you definitely missed it because yeah. it was really funny and engaging. And I don't know, it makes me feel like this will be my own agency now. Yeah, really might as well. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it definitely makes me feel like I can do anything. And it like it definitely helps with job searching and yeah. having to graduate and having to grow up and be an adult soon. Hopefully not too soon, but <laughs> it definitely, it's a good reminder that, you know, things things are going to look up for people if they put their mind to it. Yeah.
thank you guys so much. You're welcome. Um, quick reminder for everyone that we have a Pistons game where you get uh, you get to go to the actual game. You get a tour, and there's a discussion panel about sports PR and the Pistons PR specifically. Um, you can find our Eventbrite on all social media, on Facebook and Twitter specifically. Um, you can sign up, get your tickets. You can bring family, friends, whoever else would be interested in seeing that. So if you have any questions, please send us an email or message us on Facebook, um, and we'll hear from you guys soon. See ya. Thanks for listening to PR Hangover. If you want more PR news like this, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GV underscore PRSSA. Talk to you soon.